Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. everybody. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. And today I have one of my favorite people in the whole world on as a guest, and that is Kelsey Domer, previously known as Kelsey Chase. Kelsey, do I still have to introduce you as the Kelsey Chase like you used to make me do? Yeah, I mean, her boss works either way, whatever <laughs> you're feeling. <laughs> yes, she goes by boss as well. Yeah. So anyway, Kelsey, yeah. thanks for coming on today. I know you're super busy and got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> we'll I'm, I'm that a little more. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you gave me something to do this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows who Kelsey Chase slash Kelsey Domer is, but and I and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been going you know of course we all have the luxury of watching the cowboy channel which is just awesome we get to kind of feel like we're a part of it you know when we're home here just working and grinding it out but kelsey mm-hmm. has not been rodeoing since nope. when kels when did you when's the last one you ran out there in california um yeah i went well california and then i went to the wcra all girl right there at the beginning of may in fort worth that was kind of the last last big deal there yeah so kelsey is is uh preparing to be a mother and gonna have baby girl due date is in august she just told me the due date's in august which august is a awesome month because that's my birthday (laughs) my birthday's in august and uh so yeah that's exciting stuff and um congratulations on that to you and ryan and you'll be great friends now one thing we haven't talked about is i mean i'm not i know i'm not blood relative but i feel like i should be like an honorary grandpa uncle or something to this little girl yeah uncle don't don't you think i mean (laughs) absolutely absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna send her to you when she needs an attitude adjustment (laughs) i mean i'm just throwing that out there because well i mean you know when you're around here and and i mean you were easy to have around but you know i mean i do have a daughter that's a little hard-headed that you know pretty well and, <laughs> yeah you know, I, I did survive that deal so that's yeah, right. i might i might be able to help you out on that but you give me a little pointers two pointers yeah because here's what i'm betting you know and anybody that knows your mom lisa i'm gonna bet lisa is way way softer with this baby granddaughter than probably she was with you and Kelb. Oh man, it's, it's huh? night and day, night and day difference. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people know who your mom is, but when when uh, Hannah was a freshman in high school, rodeo, I'll tell one funny story. I got a whole bunch of funny stories. <laughs> um, I just remember I figured out real quick that Lisa Chase, I was not going to get on her bad side. Because yeah, that's right she she could handle herself now and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, she she uh as tough as you are i don't know that you can even warm your mom up no 
no no i'm not even going to compare to that that's for sure no (laughs) but i i can't wait to see her with this little granddaughter i bet she's going to be a oh gosh she'd be a good grandma so today i was looking fourth in the world standings got about forty-two thousand. One, you're in a good spot yep summertime run of course cheyenne's this week there's going to be there'll be a little movement after cheyenne but the majority of the people in that top 20 are going to win the majority of the money just like always probably in a pretty i mean you're feeling like you're in a pretty good spot to make the finals huh yeah i think so that's what that's what i get to look forward to every week updating the standings but you know of course like you said there's going to be movement you know cheyenne's this week breakaway ropers get to go to salinas you know just the the normal rodeo this year not the you know last year it was a tour finals but they've added some bigger rodeos but i think i might be okay hopefully fingers crossed anyways i can't i can't really do much about it besides just look at the updates but it's nice to see that i've i've hung in there this long so thank sure it gives me some hope for november when we get to go to the nfr so yeah and the, the season's over what end of september um yep. Yep. you know and then anyway i mean anything can happen i get that but there, there's yeah. got to be a lot of movement i mean yep. and and there's a you know not and i was looking at you know 15th through 20th and the whole list is just loaded with talent oh yeah but that's the reason it's so hard to make a move too I yes yeah you know one thing too i wanted to talk about right off the bat like i said i don't really script anything i just kind of we just kind of talk about what popped into my head but what pops into my head usually has to do with horses talk a little bit about trying to make a move like that at the end of the year and trying to hold your horse together because we all get to watch the runs like we were talking about before we started on the cowboy channel and a lot of people listening to this probably do understand it but a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to keep your horse held together this time of year and be firing like like they were when you went to fort worth you know Um, yeah for sure i I remember last year about this time, I actually got to come home after Cheyenne just for a couple days um, before we went to like the Spicer Grip and back out there. But I remember my horse getting kind of sore at this time. And I think that's kind of, you know, normal for some of them being on the road. Cause shoot, by this time they've been on the road for, for sure a whole month, some of them more, you know, depending on when you went out to Reno. But, um, but yeah, just like you said, you've been going and blowing for this long. You, you know, haven't been home practicing and scoring and doing training like you've, you know, usually wanted to, you've just been getting some rodeo runs. So it was, you know, it, it is hard. It's definitely, you know, might get to your, your head a little bit, not knowing or not having maybe as much confidence as you did, you know, this winter, but uh, you just kind of, I don't know. I, I know that I learned a lot at that time and had to tell myself, Hey, you know, we, we still have good horses under us. You know, we still got to use our tools the best we can and, and not let the run before, or you know, the runs in the future bother what we got going on right now. Well, and this time of year, your, your horsemanship and the foundation of your horsemanship is what's going to carry you. Yeah. Because if you're, if you've slowly been getting away from those foundation principles and you're and your horse has slowly been, you know, getting less fundamentally sound, 
it makes it really tough at this time of the year to make a big move. Do you agree with right, that? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you know when you're when you're not sticking, you know, to the basics like that, like you said, the fundamentals and and stuff that got you to this point, then you know a lot of things start running through your head and you start worrying, you know, focusing on maybe something else that you shouldn't be focusing on yet, and it it does it it kind of plays tricks with you and you think you're kind of need your eyes open to go back to the the fundamentals that got you there in the first place but and you know especially at Cheyenne Cheyenne's a whole new setup compared to what you're usually going so you go from you know Cheyenne where the score is 20 or 30 foot and run them down and you know I know girls were up there yesterday in the slack and today they're at Salt Lake City and it's a fast setup so it's uh it thinks sure switches it up a lot in the next couple of weeks and you you definitely want those fundamentals on your side so for our listeners, just to, uh, I mean, not make it brutally simple, but like for you, you've competed at every level. You've been in every situation, really, at the highest level. But at the same time, just go back to, say, last year at this time or this spring when you were going to the buildings. And as you go from day to day, what are the simple fundamentals that you try to remind yourself to do and to keep it simple what what's a typical day on the rodeo trail with kelsey Kel, I, I, it's going to take me forever to not say kelsey chase okay i'm sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> tell ryan i'm sorry tell ryan i'm yeah. sorry it's, it's just going to be kelsey chase domer but anyway <laughs> just a typical day of when you're running at least you know running one every day how, how do you approach that? Because a lot of people out there, I promise you, are lean forward listening right now. I laugh a lot with Cade, you know, my little brother. We, uh, right. we talk about that a lot. And I tell him a lot and he'll remind me too when I need it. Play by the rules. You know, when you go somewhere, the rules are the same at every single rodeo. Sure, the start's going to be different and the cattle are going to be different. But, you know, I try to tell myself, you know, play by the rules I have to score first I have to ride my horse I have to rope the calf around the neck if I'm backed in the box and I'm already worried about you know what time I need to be or want to be more or less you know on this calf then I'm probably not going to score very good and so we always we always say that back and forth to each other you know play by the rules you know you got to do step by step you know because it's it's easy especially now shoot there's you know been 150 to 180 breakaway ropers entered that's hard it's hard to stay you know at the top especially at one headers or whatever you know you kind of need to draw a good one and have some things go your way but uh I found out that you know you beat yourself a lot more than other people beat you and so when that happens you know I'm usually trying to be you know put a time in my head when really all I can do is rope the calf that's in the chute that I've got drawn you know maybe Jackie or Larry D or whoever was just one nine well you know if I didn't draw a calf to be one nine you know I can't I can't go away from you know sticking to the the steps and playing by the rules and try to try to do something crazy on them and so I I try to I've tried to tell myself that a lot you know just like like at Fort Worth this winter when we had to run shoot I think I ran five of them by the time I got out of the wild card round and uh you know it's it's obviously a fast setup and I know it's a fast setup, but I can't let that, you know, get to me too much 
or I'll, you know, cheat the barrier, cheat myself, however you want to put it. So I kind of, as simple as I can put it, I always try to tell myself to play by the rules. You know, it kind of takes me back. I had at the end of spring, it was the middle of June, probably, or first or second week of June, I guess I did a, a private school, a private breakaway school at Hammondville Jorgensen, Sam and Anna Jorgensen's folks in North Dakota, really good group of just there was like six of them six breakaway ropers there and we talked a lot about that and and really to me the breakaway roping is almost easier now than it's been as far as as far as keeping it simple to me it's scoring position just like you said like you've got to ride your horse you right. got to score and scoring <laughs> i tell you what sometimes and and everybody's heard scoring forever and i know you and i have talked about this before because we've done some schools together and scoring is just being able to leave when you think you need to. To me, scoring doesn't even have to do with the barrier. I mean, sometimes you can score, meaning you leave when you want to and you, and because your calf lets up or whatever, you catch the barrier, but you got to leave when you wanted to. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, that's, that's my big deal is when you're, you know, to begin with, you've got to be able to score and then position. And then like you say, rope the neck. I say, you know, put your bottom strand under that neck, you know, right. use bottom strand of your rope, rope the neck. Cause it really, it's scoring position delivery and, right. and anymore. You, I don't care if you're in Timbuktu or South Texas or Ellensburg, Washington, or you better you better score ride your horse take your first best shot right i mean like you said rope what you draw but and i actually i don't think i've ever heard you say that as far as talking about play by the rules that's a great way to look at it because when you're out there you have to have something that kind of brings you back to center yeah don't you think oh absolutely talking to some of the girls going now you know if they feel like they've been roping good that just you know maybe haven't drawn the ones to you know win first or second at and they've been you know ninth or tenth or whatever and so that's what I try to remind myself too we can only rope what we draw you know and try try to let that you know ease your mind a little bit and come back to like hey you're scoring good you're riding your horse and getting position and you're roping you know we you just have to trust that you know, and it's obviously way easier said than done because we've all, you know, all been in a slump or whatever you want to call it when you're kind of maybe not winning like you think you should. But I always try to tell myself, you know, go back to it. You know, I can't I can't change what that that calf does in the shoot, you know, or what he's going to do. So I say that, like I said, obviously way easier said than done. But I try to tell myself, hey, you know, I'm only rope what I draw and play by the rules. You know, if I put myself in a position to get my you know these calves caught you know scoring good riding good then eventually they're gonna you write you a check you know sometimes it doesn't go obviously how you want but they can't they can't keep it away from you forever well and the other thing there is too i think a lot of times we get out of order you know if it's scoring riding your horse rope in the neck that's one two three Right. Don't don't think about three before you've done number one. Right. Absolutely. There's not anywhere you go where you're whether you're at a 
rodeo or roping or putting on a roping school when someone scores good and they ride their horse good when they get in position they're gonna let it go yep. you don't have you don't have to tell yourself right you know that that switch in your brain clicked and you'll let your rope go i mean you don't yep. i've never <laughs> seen anybody forget to open their hand and let their rope go. <laughs> that's right you know and that's what yeah i get i get asked that a lot you know like hey what do you what are you focused on when you're back in the box or what are you thinking about and i always tell them like my start you know really we can only you know as we we think mm -hmm. we can multitask but you know honestly our brain works and we can really only 100 percent focus on one thing and so yes. that's what i'm focused on you know that's why we practice and and train and do all that that way after we do that first step then we can react just like you said we're going to throw our rope when we're in that position but if we don't give ourselves a chance by scoring good and you know getting in that position then you know we're kind of we're beating ourselves and so that's right. you know that's all I want to focus on I want to if I get a chance to watch the start then like you said you know get an idea of when you want to leave you know and trust that you know all, all kinds of stuff can happen you know calf might fall down or whatever you know we can't control that but I want to be confident in my start and that's what I'm focused on and once that happens then I'm reacting after that I tell you what too you know we got to, I think a lot of times, of course, self-doubt, you know, human nature is we let self-doubt creep in. Right. And, you know, and that's one of the biggest mental obstacles to overcome. You, you got to believe in, you got to believe in your preparation. And, and the reason we do things repetitively, it's just like in fundamental horsemanship, you know, the reason we do things repetitively is to build muscle memory. If you've been through your preparation, just like you said, our minds can only focus on one thing at a time. So when you're thinking about your start, you know, and that's all you're thinking about, and that's all you really can think about. After that, you just have to trust your preparation, you know, right. because you blow the barrier out and they're, they're in front of you with their head up, you're going to let it go. You don't have to think about that. So it's, uh, I think there's a lot of times, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, of course, breakaway roping has just exploded and it's going to continue to explode and just get better. Now we're at a point where the explosion has turned into just a stair step process. You know, I think the explosion's yep. a little bit over and right. now we're just, we're going to continue to progress, but not in, you know, not in the huge amounts that we did there for about 18 months or 24 months, whatever you want to call it. But, right. you know, it, the future is so bright for that event, but talk a little bit about, so let's, let's just go with, let's just go step by step. Step one, the scoring. What's a, what's a typical practice session like for Kelsey Domer? You know, like if I'm, if I'm getting on my number one course, um, of course, you know, I, I score a lot on the good ones because that's, you know, right. the biggest thing. But other than that, you know, I might make a fast run for me or something or make a rodeo run. But really, I'm just making sure he's getting in where I want him to, you know, being honest, you know, not wanting to, which he really isn't a short horse, more or less. But we just got to make sure he's, you know, getting in position and staying there um, and giving me the best shot. But to me on a good one I'm, I'm just giving him confidence you know hey this is where I want you I'm gonna rope kind of let him 
you know, just stop, you know, I'm not going to get after him too much and just make a whole bunch of runs at two flat because I know that a horse like that doesn't need it, but I want confidence in him scoring good and getting me in the position that I want to be in, staying there and then just allowing me to rope and, and do my job. I've got a couple, well, I just, like I say a couple, I really just have one young one that I'm ex- I'll be excited about after baby girl gets here, <laughs> but you know, on, on something like that, you know, a little more training might go into it, of course, because, you know, they're green and they need help, but, but same thing, you know, obviously still a bunch of scoring you. That's, that's the biggest thing on that. But I've, I've worked a lot, I guess, in the last year or so down here, letting them get in position and teaching them to stay there without me making them stay there. You know, I don't know. I know that probably makes sense to you, but hopefully it makes sense to everybody listening too. Cause um, you know, you've, you've seen me go through my horses and what I thought maybe sometimes I was doing good for them. You know, I, I might, you know, I actually put a little duck in a couple of them, you know, and that was just a lesson learned for me. And that was me holding them up in a position. And then of course, when you drop their shoulders and go to throw, then, you know, they're, they're really not doing, they're just doing what you're telling them to. And so I've worked a lot on that of, yeah, showing them the position and then allowing them to stay there, you know, more or less on their own, you know, teaching them, Hey, this is where I want. I'm going to let you stay here relax and stay in this position and then I'm going to rope and and let you stop and tell you good job there so that's practice for me you know that's what I've really worked on but you know I'd try to help them as much as possible but also stay out of their way which you know more about that than me for sure but that's things you're something I know I've worked on a lot in the last year year and a half and I've learned a lot of you know a lot more about more or less tell you what right there you touched on something that we got to talk just a little bit more about because it's so important. So talking about position where you're saying get let them horse help them understand where you want them and then then have them want to stay there. Well, the way you do that is by letting that point be the release point, meaning once they get there, there's kind of a reward there. You put your hand down. Here's right. what's hap- what happened years ago, and we were, you know, I know I was guilty of this, you know, 30 years ago, right into position, and then then hold them. Then actually, when they get there, almost pick up on them like it was almost a punishment for getting right. there. You know, now, and, and like at that school at, at Jorgensen's, you know, we worked on that a bunch where we worked with a dummy sat out in front of the roping box to where we'd ride our horse into position when we got there, put their hand down. And even on some of those really, really good horses, you could just see those horses just melt and get soft when they started to figure out when they got to that point, there was going to be that big release. And the thing there is what's so important, especially this time of year, that's what keeps your horse running to that spot. Everything we ask one to do, there's got to be a release in there. That there's got to be a reason why they want to do it. Yeah, I just you know you don't you don't want them anticipating going to the spot that they should you know want to just get there you know thrive to get there. And I've you know I did that and and couple you know horses in the past or whatever. Just like you said, I'd get there and I was strong enough to hold them up, you know. And of course, when you're training in the practice pen, you can you know 
make them look pretty cool and, and showy doing that. But when you go try to go too flat and do that, you know, it's no fault of their own. You know, I, I put it in them and when you go to hold them up and then drop them like that, then that's to me, yep. that's where they start ducking and you lose their shoulders, lose control of their shoulders. Yeah. And then when you try to do it repetitively two or yep. three or four times in a weekend, you yeah. know, and then, then you get home and try to put out the dumpster fire, you know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> absolutely so yeah that is a really good point I, i'm glad you brought that up because that's well for longevity and consistency and and you know consistency is what builds confidence you know when you have that confidence in your horse they also have that confidence in you that you're going to stay out of their way and let them do their job and i think you know now more than ever that's everything Oh yeah. That's everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially as fast as this event has gotten, you know, that's just one less, you know, step per se that you have to worry about. You know, if you're, if you're training and they're confident getting in that spot and staying there, you know, that's obviously something you don't have to think about when you're trying to go too flat and you can, you know, that muscle memory takes over and they're, you know, they're wanting to get there and they're doing all the hard work for you instead of you trying to train in a, in a run that only takes two, two seconds. When you think about it from the horse's perspective, when, when you, when you leave that corner and you put your hand down on their neck and they know that if they try give effort and get to that spot, they're going to get to stop moving. Right. Absolutely. Why would they not try to get there? Yep. Yeah, they're they're smart animals. They they know if they don't have to go very far, then they're not they're not going to do anything silly to make themselves go much farther. You know, when they find that confidence and know, hey, if I get here, my feet get to stop moving and I get a rest, then they're looking for that. Yeah, that's be that's become pretty pretty important. And it and it's funny, you know, and and I know you're doing the same thing because you're you're watching the same runs that the rest of us are watching and and you can kind of see where you know really and truly you can watch the horses and you can tell who's got a chance to make a move and who probably has a big challenge ahead of them yep. and then that this time of year will do it you know it's uh it's a challenging time of year for you know it's been hot a lot of places i don't it's probably not hot in stevenville texas but it's been hot a little hot here <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool weather down here <laughs> i mean down in the tropics you know where it's, it's what yeah. is it like 75 every day there kelsey or yeah i mean i think it? i got 78 today but really it's been pretty nice <laughs> or 110 i mean whatever yeah. either way 178 uh, feels like <laughs> but you know it this time of year in the middle of the summer it's gonna you know the the mental game you know the part with keeping it simple mentally versus keeping your horse hung together big part of trying to make a move from here on out for sure huh oh yeah i think so i mean even you know watching it cheyenne which i know that's a a pretty special setup and you know they're they'll head to salinas in a couple of days too and it'll be a little bit like that where you run them down you know there's how many times do we see like when those calves try to go right at Cheyenne it really makes it hard if your horse doesn't want to go over there and get position for you you know when you're when you're trying to be top 30 you know in your set to come back to the perfs you know you you dang sure want 
want your horse trying to get there, trying to get in position, no matter where that calf is. I noticed that some, and I remember even being there. Um, there was a couple of times I was like, man, I was, you know, pushing to the right, you know, give me, you know, give me one more step, you know, maybe that, yeah. maybe that would have made my time a little better, but that's just, you know, like you see, you start seeing it, you know, some horses and not necessarily that they're going downhill, but they've just been going and going and going. And we've been going after these calves and we've lost a little bit of, you know, horsemanship ourselves. I guess that we would usually get back every week when we go to the practice pen. Well, and the other thing too, and, and it's just like you, I mean, you're real strong, you know, and you're real athletic. Well, where you go from somewhere where you've been, you know, in the short twos, if not faster, and then one does step right, well, your reactions, you're going to pick that rein up and push your horse over to the right. right well, right. something we always got to remind ourselves with, you know, with speed and, and in the heat of the moment with adrenaline, we're always going to, our hands are going to be faster and stronger than they've ever been at the house. Right. And absolutely. So when you pick up on them, then you get their head up. Well, anytime a horse's head comes up, their back hollows out. Well, when their back hollows out, then they have more weight on their front end. And that that's what happens, what you're talking about when you lose the shoulders. Yep. Then you've got all that weight on them shoulders. Well, then all of a sudden, that's the heaviest part of your horse. And that's the hardest part to move. And, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's challenging for a horse, those situations, right. no doubt. And for a rider, because, you know, how many times if we would just be a patient for another split second, we'd get the response. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> more times than we want to admit. <laughs> for me, anyway, a lot more times. Yeah. yeah. Than I'd like to admit. So we'll go back to horsepower a little bit here. So tell us about your number one. Yep. Little man. I believe he's 16 this year. And he, I mean, I've had him, I guess this be going on three years, maybe four. Cause I remember when I bought him from chance, one of the first, I mean, I went to a couple amateur rodeos, but really the first big place I got to take him was Cheyenne. And so yep. that was that was pretty fun to take him there, but man, he's, he's been super special to me. It's always kind of funny. I'll tell you, you know, it happened by chance. I wasn't even really looking for a horse at the time. Um, I, you know, Kent had called me and said, Hey, will you help make a couple videos for this horse? We want to sell as a breakaway horse. And I said, sure, you bet, you know, going to help a friend out, make some videos. And when I got there and saw that that was this horse I was like man you're selling this one he was like yeah I think so you know we've been back and forth but they were trying to get you know chance set up for college and some pro rodeos and stuff like that and uh, I remember getting on him and making some runs and making some videos for him and when I left I called mom and I said we're in trouble and she's like what do you mean what happened I said well nothing bad happened but I think I'm gonna have to buy a horse and I wasn't looking for one <laughs> and so we always kind of laugh at that but I just knew that he would be exceptional to my program and I knew that I would kick myself in the butt if I had to compete against him every weekend and I wasn't on him so that was the yeah. main deal shoot he uh so fast so quick-footed I don't think I've been on one that moves his feet like him you know and getting there uh speed wise but he lets me do what I need to you know whether it's fast setups he's gonna get there and and lock it off or you know at Cheyenne we're gonna run him down so he's 
he's pretty much he can he can do any setup and he makes my job a lot easier that's for sure it, real simple he lets you do the first two things he lets he lets you score and then he always gives great effort across the line he never takes a throw away right ever yep. i mean ever i've never i mean has he ever taken a throw away from you you know no i can't i can't ever think of a time when my money was up that i was like man he got me you know there's been a couple of times in the practice pen where i felt it a little bit but it was my fault you know it was one of those things where it, i was getting ahead of him and, and trying some things different but honestly no i can't really think of a time that he's ever caused me not to get it around the neck or anything like that short me out um he's very honest you know he's that's the best thing is he stays so free running and lets me you know reach or rope him you know right there if they're you know right there in the money hole and he's he's going to stay honest and stay in that position no matter what just keep his feet moving well and i think it i tell you another thing that helped that horse i think of course that horse come from Kent and chance Teeson and they're good hands with a horse and i i think it does those horses some good even though any breakaway horse that's been had some calves tied down on them i mm -hmm. think it does them a lot of good because the the calf roping now has changed so much that those horses are more free and they'll stay straighter it's not you know it's not like it was when I started where you run everything, you know, you held your horse off to the right, you roped yep. under their neck and tried to, you know, basically tear their head off, you know, right. calves were bigger, you know, yep. because even like a Cheyenne, it used to be that way. Cause I mean, I remember running one, one year where our pen of calves averaged 380. It was all I wanted, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that was all I wanted when I got a hold of him and, you know, and so, but the, the calf horses now are different. And so I think that, I think that really probably benefited that horse too, you know, just yeah. combination of things. That was a really, really good purchase. Yeah, that's one I'll forever be thankful for, for sure. And I think, shoot, the way he acts and feels, I might be able to ride him for another 10 years. <laughs> it's hard to say. He's He's been really good and he's super sound. Um, so I'm I'm definitely thankful I get to feed him every morning and see him in my pasture. What's little man's routine now that we're uh, waiting for this little girl to get here? Well, he stands at the round bell a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, he's, he's enjoying his vacation, that's for sure. But no, I uh, we pulled the shoes off of him and I bring him up every morning and grain him, you know, just to put eyes on him and see him. But he's he's getting to be a horse for these last couple months. And I think he's really enjoying it. So it'll be good we'll both be ready to get back after it little man's turning into little round man exactly we're we, we kind of look like twins right now really <laughs> <laughs> skipping forward to so august get back riding probably in september yeah maybe. In, um, yeah maybe in end of september, august maybe yeah yeah day after she's born no i don't think i'm that tough <laughs> but no I, I figured hopefully i know there's a couple good jackpots you know in october um and so i figured maybe set some goals for those to i guess really be back at it you know competing 
my my biggest deal is hopefully I can hang on in that top 15 and you know the NFR this year for the breakaway open is right there the end of November I guess it's a couple days before the NFR starts and so that that's really what I'm looking forward to I guess that'd be the the main goal right. get everything ready for that but just kind of ease into it and play it by year I know I I know we're excited for Oakland is going to be her name baby oh, girl so wow. we're we're excited for her to get here and I know I want to enjoy that and you know get get used to that and then you know when it feels right we'll get back after it yeah hey, you you talked about setting that as a goal to get ready for them jackpots just talk a little bit about for our listeners what you know what your goal setting consists of how do you go about it you know everybody has their own way of doing it and there's no right or wrong way but for you personally, I mean, you've had a ton of success. I mean, you've just continued to get better and better and better. So what what does your goal setting look like? I always have, you know, those big goals to look forward to, you know, making the NFR. Of course, you know, if you're going to take off rodeo and, you know, you obviously have to have a goal like that, you know, an end goal, you know, making Absolutely. the NFR, stuff like that. But I, I think I've done it more than I realized, you know, in my younger years, I guess, but I've, I've never been one really. I mean, yes, I've written goals down, but I've always questioned some of it because it's like, I didn't want to, you know, put a roof over just this goal. You know what I mean? I wanted to be able to expand if I wanted to, or if something wasn't working, I wanted to be able to change it and not feel bad that I didn't write that exact same thing down. And so to me, you know, I have more daily goals than anything, you know, just like with young horse or, you know, with little man or whatever, you know, sure. I'm going to have this idea. I'm going to go to the practice pen. If, if I haven't been scoring great or something like that, then I'm going to make it my goal to, Hey, I want to figure out what's going on. Is it something I'm doing? You know, what cues am I given, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm going to figure that out. You know, sometimes you can figure out, you know, in one practice session, or sometimes it might take a week or a week and a half. And I think I've come to realize, you know, Hey, that's okay. You know, just cause you made it a goal today to figure that out. If it doesn't happen immediately, you know, don't let it get to you or get your confidence down, you know, and still work at it to try to get it figured out. Just like you said earlier, you know, if we were just a little more patient, you know, maybe we would get that result that we wanted. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot about that. Yeah, I want to expect a lot. Of course, you know, that's just kind of how we tick. But also, I've learned to slow down and, and literally figure out the legit problem. Because you hear, you know, a lot of people, I'm not winning. I'm not doing very good or I'm not getting very good shots. Well, you know, is it your position or is it maybe scoring before that? Or, you know, what could it be? I, I try to make it a goal to figure out exactly what the problem is you know be honest with yourself figure out exactly what it is and then work from there you know and so my my goals change daily I guess if that if that makes sense yeah I mean I think that's a good point I mean here you you touched on a couple things that actually I even just this last year I've learned more about because I've done I had I was in a couple of pretty intense programs on personal development this last year and 
and I realized some things that probably in the past I made mistakes on with goal setting because I've always been a goal setter but right. you know you got to have the big goal just like you said and the reason you got to have the big goal is the big goal determines your process of preparation I mean right. it's like you know and I had a guy explain it to me like this he said you know if you you know if if your goal is to save a thousand dollars in a thousand days that's easy that's a dollar a day right you know but if but if your goal is to make 10 million dollars in you know a thousand days that changes your process that changes how you go about it well that's yeah. the importance you know i've always known that the system or the process was the key but i it had never been explained to me that way to where you gotta and i've always said dream big mm -hmm. but the way he explained it was he said you got to have that big goal and you got to be really really specific and then yep. you got to be specific with your process and realistic i do think you really hit on it when you said break it down into small pieces and go from yep. there because yep. if we don't i mean and tell me what you think on this but to me it just becomes way too overwhelming Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's where I think, you know, you start losing confidence or, you know, the, your mind game, you know, gets, doesn't, isn't as strong as it should be. Cause you're thinking, you know, Hey, I felt like I should be here, but I'm not. But really when you look at it, if you were to break it down even more than that, you know, you could either a, you could have stopped some things maybe from happening, you know, a little sooner than they did, or, you know, you can remind yourself, Hey, look, look at actually you know what I'm doing you know and give yourself confidence there like hey I've changed this I've figured this out you know I've helped my horse with this and you know all that stuff plays into the big goal you know because of course you know yeah if you don't if we don't have the big goal we can just go through the motions because what's it matter <laughs> you know where what's the matter when we get done you know whatever but you set those big goals and then I guess yeah breaking it down enough but also slowing myself down enough too to to realize when you know I need to be more honest with myself like hey you know don't you know not not that I'm one to make excuses but make sure I'm figuring out the legit problem not two steps down that yeah that's a problem too but what caused the problem in the first place because I know that can get us in trouble a lot more often than not I tell you what too sometimes I think the really big goal is a little overwhelming and so i think sometimes we are afraid to state that as our big goal because we don't want to be disappointed if we don't reach it you know here's something we've all learned about goal setting if you're reaching all your goals you're not setting high enough goals right period yep. i mean that if you're reaching your every goal you set you're just playing too safe yeah you're selling yourself short you know and, and i think everybody needs to understand that i mean that it's a i mean you want to set big enough goals that you have to really look at that process and your preparation how do i prepare and, and what is the system i employ to get to that big goal 
and then it then it does become all about the system and the process because if you employed that process that system you will get there or you'll get really close farther than you would have anyway right. you know so yeah that uh, i like that you got that figured out there's no doubt about that i'm, I'm working so, on it for sure <laughs> yeah no i know you are so this coming year obviously you know being a mom that i mean i always say this you know that's the most important job you'll ever have you know Absolutely. you know being a parent and, and it's the greatest job you'll ever have it's awesome but you'll still have a lot of other things going on too so will you uh your five-year plan for kelsey domer what's that look like you know of course after she's born i'll get you know obviously get back to rodeo and jackpotting but I'll get back to, you know, being able to do lessons and clinics again, too. I've really done a lot more of that in the last year, which I guess beginning of August will be two years that I've had my, my own place down here. Um, and so that's really helped being able to do that stuff out of my own place. Yeah, I've really made it. There's one of my goals right there. I've really made it a goal to, to stick with that and, you know, put some, you know, hours and day or a couple of days a week, whatever it might be aside to giving those lessons or, you know, finding those weekends where I can do those clinics because, you know, obviously that's, that's what you do too. And that's, that's guaranteed money <laughs> and yeah. in our line of work. Yeah. That's, we definitely need that, but I know I'm really going to stick with that um, and do it. And then if I've got little man, um, I'm being sure, you know, in the next couple of years, I'm, I'm definitely not going to quit rodeo and obviously it's going to change a little bit just having a little one around but um i'm gonna you know stick to going to the big rodeos in the winter and and seeing how it works out you know and taking off in the summer you know how how it's going to work out for us you know what i mean it's hard to hard yeah. to predict that now but i'd love to see myself be able to rope one in the thomas and mac that's obviously the biggest goal i think for a breakaway roper mm -hmm. right now you know maybe in a in a couple years we'll get that opportunity if if not you know i'm still gonna you know rodeo and train around here and hopefully in in five years i can maybe start some young, you know more younger horses i think that's what I, i'm gonna look forward to is when you know oakland gets old enough to kind of start doing her own thing and, and stuff like that i want to be able to stay home more and you know maybe start more of the younger ones whereas now if i do that i just don't feel like i have the time to put into them like I want that's kind of what I'm looking forward to yeah and and for all of you out there for all of our listeners you know if you get a chance and I know Kelsey will from the time when she worked with us to we've done some schools together and as far as her progression with her horsemanship and her roping great teacher I mean you do such a good job of working with the students and making them feel comfortable and explaining because here's the thing i mean when people are struggling you touched on it earlier the key is you have to understand why if right. you if you can't help somebody understand why they're struggling or why they're not getting the response they're asking for you can't teach i mean that's yep. it's that simple and so <laughs> that will just continue to grow for you and you do like i said you do such a great job of it you're thank you that in like working with the young horses you'll love that when you have but it's like you said 
you have to have the time to be able to put into them. And right. when you get into doing a lot more of that, it changes your roping too. Yep. Um, Absolutely. If you're roping on colts all day, I promise you that hair trigger where you can let it go at any second, that changes a little bit. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> so when you know for now just go with big loop big money like you always that's say right. just, just that's go ahead right. and cash the big checks for a while and then uh oh there's for you in this industry there's so many options Kels, that uh yep. it uh it, it's gonna be really really good i mean even it's gonna keep getting better and it's just gonna it's gonna be so good for you because you're just you're so good at what you do and and like I tell everybody all the time, yeah, she's a great roper and and all that. But I mean, you're just a great person. Well, thank you. You'll always be one of my favorites. I got to tell a couple funny stories first on you okay. before we get <laughs> off here. So talking about Kelsey's work ethic, you know, one time she's, uh, we're feeding and it was just her and I and, and uh, it was, I don't know what all we'd done that day, but I'm sure we, we'd rode a bunch of horses and whatever we were doing and we're feeding and Kelsey's grabbing two five gallon buckets of cubes at a time to go feed because that's just what she does is push herself and you know, <laughs> has, has to basically, I mean, you can go ahead and admit it. You're just trying to one up me because I was just <laughs> carrying one bucket. And, and I feel, I told Kelsey, you know, because I mean, we called her boss, but I was actually the boss, but really not. I was kind of, it was kind of like Kelsey was the boss. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, that's fine as long as nobody's here. But if anybody's here, you just carry one bucket like me and we'll finish feeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then another one I was thinking about the other day, uh, You'd been to a roping at, I think, Joe's Boot Shop, and you'd tore your yep. ACL. Yep. And I'd heard about it. I'd seen the video and stuff. That next morning, I don't know what time it was, but I come out there, and Kelsey's out there picking stalls and feeding, and she's got a tore ACL. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's not very many people that would have showed up this morning with the tore. And you knew your knee was tore up, and... uh yeah. You know, I think I figured out it was really tore up when I tried to carry too many of those buckets and I hit the side of it. <laughs> I, I do remember well, that. Too. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, my workman's comp deal was real good. I mean, it was pretty black yeah. and white, you know, work, you know, get paid. So yeah. That's how workman's comp works around, <laughs> works yeah. around here. So you knew, you knew there wasn't much in that, that account. But, uh, <laughs> talking about some of your many injuries that you've overcome <laughs> have you have you torn the acl on both knees yep yep yeah and then how many ankle surgeries have you had one ankle surgery thankfully one. okay <laughs> yeah so something a fun fact that most people don't know about you too is that you did play college basketball and college rodeo at the same time yep that that's not that's not something a lot of people can pull off so that's man you've had a great career yeah had a thank great you. career it's been so, fun what weatherford was was pretty special to me i i sure enjoyed that place yeah it was a good it was a good spot for you to stop at for a little bit we were we were blessed to have you around here for a couple years and uh i got to watch you do some things that i learned from which was cool and uh 
and then to watch then to watch your career take off like it has and see the advancements and you know and everything you do in your horsemanship and the way you handle yourself and it's yeah. uh you're great you're great role model for them for those you know this next generation coming up so any of you listening if you get down to you get a chance to go down and have a lesson with kelsey do it i mean it will be so worth it so kels i'm gonna i'm gonna let you get off here and wrap this up but thanks so much for joining us today and shoot i can't wait to see oakland yep thank you thanks for having me i'm i'm excited for the next chapter too so. yeah it's gonna be fun oh it's yeah gonna be fun so I want to thank uh, I want to thank all our listeners. Gosh, we appreciate you. If you like this episode, please share it. You know, have a great week of training. Keep sending us in your requests for podcast topics and any feedback that you have. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, today and every day, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.